Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. We're wrapping up another year, so I thought I'd stick to the script like I did last year and do a little recap looking forward episode where we talk about what we've seen happen in retail and e-commerce throughout 2021 and what we can expect for the year to come. Fair warning, we're going to touch on some philosophical thoughts for just a moment, but then we'll get a little bit more tactical, so stick with me. And because, you know, we can't talk about 2021 without mentioning COVID and how prevalent it still is in our lives and businesses. I mean, I remember this time last year thinking pretty naively that 2021 was going to go back to normal, a new normal, but normal nonetheless. And that really wasn't the case. Sure, things did start opening up, some travel restrictions were lifted, and there is less civil unrest, but this truly has been a pivotal time in our history, and I expect future generations will be reading about it in their history books, though I imagine it will be the history they, and I say that with quotes, want the people to know. Now, my goal of this episode is not to rehash all that we've been through, but to remind ourselves that as business owners, we need to be tuned in to what's happening around us and be nimble enough to pivot when we need to, lean into our communities for support when we need it, and that we can't just continue to do things the way we've always done them. What we've really seen happen in 2021, highlighted by the great resignation, as they call it, is that people's priorities have shifted in a big way. And whether or not you have been directly affected by this, like your employees quitting in droves, we have seen the domino effect that this has had, especially on the supply chain. At the time of this recording, I don't know what the ports in California look like, but it wasn't that long ago that ships were lined up for weeks because there just weren't enough people to unload everything. And that's not even to mention the effect it's had on restaurants and retail stores. And like I said, while this may not have affected you directly at all, it's likely affected your customers. And of course, I'm no expert, but I do have this gut feeling that we haven't quite experienced all of the effects just yet, and things will continue to unfold throughout 2022. Sure, a lot of those counted in the Great Resignation are boomers who retired early, people who started their own businesses, and those who decided to go back to school or pursue a different career path. I mean, eventually, most people are going to have to go back to work, right? And yeah, there were definitely those who did well in the real estate and stock market, but ultimately, people will have to go back to work. But we just really don't know how all of it's going to play out. The most important message I want to get across here is that there are so many variables that affect our businesses, some directly, some indirectly. And now, no matter how this year has been for your business, because it's been really great for a lot of you, this is not a time to rest on your laurels or get lazy. 
It's going to be as important as ever to be diligent, to keep progressing forward, and continue to improve every chance you get. Okay, now what I know you really came here for, let's talk about some of the more tactical things, especially as it relates to marketing. And I want to start with Black Friday, and then we'll get a little bit more general. So interestingly, I heard a lot of mixed feedback about Black Friday weekend for my clients and community. Some started off slow and then rebounded to have their best weekend ever. Others were strong off the bat, while others fell a little flat. In terms of traditional in-store shopping, I heard overall that it wasn't the same madness in stores, even in the big boxes like Target as years passed. Now, I don't know anything about in-person shopping firsthand because since I left retail so many years ago, I vowed never to shop on a Black Friday weekend because after you've gone to work at 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving evening and ran a retail store overnight until the next morning at an outlet where people were lined up at your door where you had to push through them just to open the doors in the first place, you are literally scarred for life. Anyway, (laughs) those people I know who did go shopping said it really was just like any other day. When you look at the statistics, retail spending from Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday was down about 1.4% from 2020. And if I read the details correctly, it's literally the first time in history that sales have ever dipped during Black Friday weekend year over year. But on a brighter note, Overall November sales were still up 11.9%. It's just that people weren't waiting until Black Friday weekend. A lot of this is probably due to supply chain concerns. And of course, because of supply chain concerns, not only to the consumer, but to the retailer, like a lot of us were pushing sales earlier. And I have a link in the show notes to where I got all these numbers from. So what are we learning from this? Well, the first thing I want you to take away from this is to not look at your performance just for that weekend, but at Q4 as a whole. Because like I just mentioned, we saw a lot of early shopping and sales happening in October. So when you're trying to decide how your business did for the holiday season, make sure you're looking at all of the numbers. And if you did see a big shift in consumer habits, Make sure you take note of that in your campaign recap, listen to episode 11 if you don't know what that is, and capitalize on that knowledge next year. Secondly, is the reminder that it's okay to make up your own rules. It's your business and you get to do that. Now, I'm always going to talk a lot about Black Friday weekend and do my best to get you set up for success. But there's no reason why you can't take those same principles and apply them to a different time in your business. And truthfully, shopping has been happening earlier and earlier for a few years now, even before the pandemic. So don't be surprised if that continues to happen. I don't have a crystal ball and I'm not a logistics expert, but it might be years before the supply chain is back to normal if ever. So make sure you're continuing to take that into consideration while you're making those types of plans in your business. And one last side note before we move on, because I was just having this conversation with someone the other day. If at the end of this season or any holiday season, if you have like Christmas specific merchandise left, have a Christmas in July event next year. You might be surprised at how well that does. Okay, 
So let's switch gears and talk about what we learned about marketing this year and what we can expect for 2022. The first thing I want to touch on is content creation. We cannot ignore the fact that most people are infatuated with entertaining short form video, i.e. reels and TikTok. In fact, I can name two small business owners and have heard the same story from countless others who started implementing these types of videos in their marketing strategy and have seen insane, like absolute insane results to the point where they actually shifted their main role in their business so they could accommodate creating more content like this. And one of them even shut off their Facebook ads. Now I know you are sick of people telling you to start creating reels. And believe me, I'm not here to tell you it's the only way to grow your business because it's not. But I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't talk about it and you would be doing the same if you didn't at least consider it. And no, you don't have to do every dance or trending sound. You can still focus 100% on your products, but the idea is to show your product and the problems that it solves in an entertaining way. Before you discount the idea altogether, or if you just need a little inspiration to see what I'm talking about, go check out Glass Ladder and It's Natalie Rogers of Classy Network on Instagram. I'll put links in the show notes for both of their accounts. Ultimately, I fully expect this trend to continue, and if you have ever found yourself endlessly scrolling Reels or TikTok, you know I'm probably right. Okay, next up, let's talk about my favorite thing, email. Now, earlier in the year, there was definitely some concern about how email would fare after iOS 15. And considering the fact that my phone just updated to iOS 15 a few days ago, we haven't seen its full effects just yet. But email is still very powerful and still has the highest ROI of any other marketing medium. And in fact, according to Klaviyo statistics, 3.2% of all Cyber Weekend sales were driven through the Klaviyo platform, up from 2% last year. I'll link to the article where they share all the stats in the show notes for you to check out. So what does this mean? It means continue to improve your email marketing. It's not dead, not even a little bit. And if you don't have all your automation set up and you're ready to finally do it right, get in touch because I'm already starting a book up for next year and I'm currently booking for April. And when it comes to your campaigns, I'm going to put some links in the show notes for episodes that will help you level up your campaign sending game too. Speaking of Klaviyo, we've also seen SMS to start really blowing up this year. More and more customers are getting comfortable with this channel, especially the younger generation. So if you've been thinking about it, 2022 is a great time to start testing it out. Now, it's not for every business, but it's worth it to test. So for instance, I had two clients who were curious but unsure, both with an older customer base. In order to gauge interest, we added it as the second step in their signup form. One of them got a huge influx of SMS subscribers, like instantly. The other? Crickets. So it really does depend, but that's why I recommend you just test it. Just put it up, see how many people sign up, and then you can decide from there. And just to give you a couple of stats from Klaviyo, which will also be in that link in the show notes, during Black Friday weekend, Klaviyo customers sent 54.6 million text messages. That is a whopping 10 times more than what was sent in 2020. And as a result, SMS attributed revenue 
increased by 743% year over year. So if you want to see more revenue numbers and how that all shook out, click that link in the show notes. If you're going to start implementing SMS, I want you to keep these two things in mind. It is not a replacement for email. And two, think of it as a notification channel. Hey, this sale is happening. Hey, don't forget about your cart. Hey, here's what's new. Next up, let's talk about Facebook ads. Now, I'm not a Facebook ads expert or anything, but I keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening. And I talk to Nicole Dietrich of Dietrich Marketing Strategies about it all the time, especially because many of my clients end up working with her to manage their ads. And here's the thing. While there were definitely a lot of challenges when iOS 14 rolled out, and you'll still hear people talk about how they've moved away from them or how they don't work or a whole host of other complaints, I can tell you that they are still a viable way to bring new customers into your business. They're for sure not the only way, and it's not necessarily like easy money, also in quotes, like it used to be thought of, but they are still working. The biggest hit comes in remarketing to your site visitors and building lookalike audiences. But you can still reach brand new people who didn't know you existed. And yes, the biggest successes are seen with more established proven businesses and higher budgets. But those just starting out or with small budgets are still seeing positive ROI even after Nicole's management fee. So whether you hire it out or decide to learn it in-house on your own, there is an opportunity to make money in your business with Facebook ads. Essentially, if you jump ship after iOS 14 or have been afraid to get started, consider bringing it back into your strategy for 2022. The trick is to focus on building cold, interest-based audiences, building engagement on your social channels and your email list to create warm audiences, and creating content that your perfect customer wants to see. And quick note about the content piece. Check out episode 64 with Lauren Schwartz, where we talk all about ad creative that customers click. And episode 85 with Katie White, where we talk about social media. That episode is focused more on organic social, but the concepts in terms of content creation still apply. So tell me, how did 2021 go for you in your business? And how ready are you to continue to kick ass next year or finally get things rolling in the right direction? And how would you like to have support from me, Nicole, and other kick-ass e-commerce entrepreneurs to hone in on everything we talked about here today? If you haven't already heard, I'm launching a membership program for 2022 to do just that. And right now it's only 47 bucks a month. So if you want to learn more about that, head to ecommercebadassery.com forward slash membership and get yourself on the wait list. Doors are opening January 3rd. And I would love, love, love to have you inside. I'll put the link in the show notes. And of course, we'll be sharing more about it over the next few weeks. So come hang out with me on Instagram or in the e-commerce but Facebook group. Before we go, let's do a quick recap of what we can expect in 2022. So first up, continued supply chain issues and shifting priorities of the people, which means your customers. We'll continue to see consumers preferring short form entertaining content on social media. Email is still super important. And in spite of iOS 15, it's still making money. And its younger, cooler cousin, SMS, is starting to gain real traction. And then last, but certainly not least, Facebook ads are still powerful and should not be ignored. And that, my friends, is a wrap for today. 
Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you more than you know, and I'll see you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.